November the 11th, 2021. Uh, this is Drive Time, the podcast while I'm driving either to or from work. But today is a little bit different again. Uh, I am off today, but I am still driving. So this is still a driving episode. Uh, the reason for that is I am uh, getting out of the uh, Veterans Day presentation that my son was in. Uh, he had a Veterans Day presentation, he sang some songs, he was involved in the choreography, it was a good time, you know, no big deal, but um, anyway, so I'm getting off of that, I'm getting out of that, and um, I'm just pretty much trying to get out of the town, have the bearings, yada yada yada, so, uh, Armistice Day, which is what it was known for, I think until 
you took my place instead of instead of me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, which again, that's 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 narratives. Those are movies that have produced. There's all kinds of things that happen like that in the line of war. There's kinds of things. The uh, the gentleman who had passed, who had been killed in action, uh, had a daughter and a widow, and the widow and the daughter and their family came up to accept an appreciation uh, plaque from the, the surviving members' family. Um, and again, it, it's it's sad, um, but it's a completely 100% Memorial Day presentation. That's not a Veterans Day presentation. Veterans Day presentation is, hey, this is a man who, like an example, this is a man who was 20 years in service. Uh, he served this country honorably. He's gone to 27 countries. He's been around the world. He's trained some of the brightest uh, countrymen um, in the world. Uh, this is your mayor of said country, said county. This is your city councilman. This is uh, Domingo, blah, 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 right? This is who he is. We're going to honor him today. Stand up and say, We appreciate your time in the service of the country. We appreciate your service to the community. We appreciate X, Y, and Z. Uh, all, all of those, uh, all those things. So that would be a, to me, more apt uh, Veterans Day presentation. Now I get it. The sentimental piece is there, and I mean it was a gripping story. It was very well told. I mean, one of the things that I always get bogged down with is people like to shout out, you know, local heroes. So. In Homer's The Odyssey, he does this in like chapter four or chapter three. Um, they have a dressing of the hero. Actually, they have a dressing of a hero where, you know, oh, he's got the Corinthian leather made from Pentos. He's got blah, blah, blah. He's got this and he's got that. You know, you see Achilles with his, with his, um, his golden fleece, da, 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 right? And they have a dressing of the hero of everything that he wears like three pages. But there is also, I think it's chapter three to be honest, a catalog everybody who showed up to the fight to the fight on the siege on Troy and all this is is just a quick shout out that's all this is like this is a 3b century shout out to uh, you know the merman you know shout out to uh, Ajax the lesser Ajax the greater shout out to Odysseus who, who came from um, you know blah 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 shout out to Menelaus's force who came from Sparta like all of these, <laughs> all of these shot outs um, are essentially what some people who have local heroes, they start doing. And this lady did the same thing. She was like, oh yeah, this is Brandon T. Hoax. And this is uh, uh, Jacob B. Passad. And you know, and this is, uh, you know, uh, Jackson uh, blah, blah, blah's family and lineage. You start sharting out people. Oh, if you know this person, if you know that person, you know, I'm not from that community. I have no idea who any of these people are. Like, I assume that they're popular and, you know, that they're, you know, that they're big people in the community. I mean, there was like a shout out to, oh, if you know so-and-so, that's the sister-in-law and the brother-in-law to so-and-so secretary. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. And there's two ways to look at this. And I'm trying to shit on it because I appreciate it. I appreciate the shout outs because it's like, I'm a part of your community. 
Listen, if you live here, I'm a part of your community. And this is a person who exemplifies what we want in our community. This is um, the example that I think uh, you should send, right? It's a great message. On the back end, if you're not from there, like me, I'm just like, okay. You know, it, it completely goes over my head. Not saying that's not needed. Definitely keep it in there. You know, keep, keep the message in there. Keep the uh, the shout outs because it makes, you know, certain groups, you know, pop. You know, got 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 some got some action for the boys in the crowd. Like, hey, yeah, shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all. Um, it reminded me, as as far as of an illusion, it reminded me of that of the of the part in the Odyssey where it's like, oh yeah, you know, we got the merman, which is uh, you know, Achilles' cousins, and then you got you know Menelaus from Sparta, you got Agamemnon for from you know X, Y, and Z. You know, Ajax the lesser, Ajax the greater. I mean, you had you had all kinds of people. Uh, Nestor. I mean, you know, just just the crew. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got to de, 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 uh, destructure, but I would like to go in depth about uh, the Iliad, not the Odyssey. I think I said the Odyssey earlier, but uh, it's actually the Iliad. The Odyssey is the continuation story of just Odysseus after he uh, got done with the war in Troy. Spoilers: he survived. Uh, you know, it's like. <laughs> Uh, it's like a part two. It's like what happened after, um, you know, Odysseus trying to get back to his home world, uh, to his homeland after this battle, and it takes him 20 years, yada, yada, yada. I mean, if you don't know the story, it's fascinating. Read it. Um, you know, the Iliad, which, again, is just Achilles. <laughs> it's a story of Achilles and how he's got beef with the, the Lord Commander and how he's got, you know, anyway. Going back to this... Um, Veterans Day program, just kind of refocusing, but um, it was very nice. It was very sweet. It was sincere. I mean, I, I do believe that we need to appreciate the people that serve and protect our country, whether that is um, what whatever form that takes, right? I mean, I'm not here to sit. I'm not going to be here and shit on the military. I'm not. I'm not that guy, nor will I ever think I'll be that guy, okay? I don't care what kind of atrocities the military performs. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think that there are, it's like a few good men. You know, were you given the orders to do it? If you did, then you're following orders as a good soldier. But at the same time, there is a morality play here of are our leaders acting with integrity for the best? There's always arguments about where if it's a wartime and you're trying to do things in a wartime setting, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I've never liked that opinion because it's, it's a cheap kind of, you know, we cannot act like dignified human beings, um, compassionate human beings, even though we have a disagreement, you know, it, it kind of gives the green light just to, just to murder and pillage. And, um, I've never really liked that, that, that perspective. I know it's out there and I know it's probably happened, but you know, for me, it just always seemed a little hollow, evil men do evil things kind of thing. But uh, getting off of that subject, these individuals act with integrity. Um, again, it was interesting to listen to um, their stories. So there's probably around 12 to 15 uh, gentlemen and uh, one, one female a serviceman. And um, it, was, it was nice. They, they explained where they're from. They explained kind of where they served. And the average of the individuals, probably about three to five years, uh, a lot of them served during the um, Vietnam conflict, uh, the Vietnam War, essentially. Um, had a couple people after. Uh, there was one guy who joined 
1990 and stayed all the way until 2010. So he's been out for 11 years now, but he looked amazing. He was a drill instructor. Um, I would love to have that guy just talk to us. J just be like, hey man, I saw you at this Veterans Day program. Your story is super fascinating. Can you just give me an hour of your time to talk about, you know, what you had going on? Why did you choose to, to, to enlist in the services? If you, um, you know, uh, what that looks like. Obviously, I don't want you to, to reveal state secrets. I just want to have a conversation about your life and about exactly what, uh, why we should appreciate your struggle and, and the things that you gave up to, um, to, 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 to serve, essentially. Um, I, I think it would be, I think it would be pretty cool to just to, just to hear and to listen. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, but that guy was fascinating. There's another Lieutenant Colonel, uh, who was there. He was, uh, he had his son and his grandson, uh, both saw action. So it's just, it, it was one of those things like, okay, well, there are generations of individuals who, um, not only is it a pride for the country thing, but it's also a service piece. If any of my kids wanted to join the military, I think I would have my sister, Jenny, who I've already alluded to was in the service in the army, uh, sit down and talk with them for a while and just say, Hey, listen, this is the kind of freedom that you're giving up, but these are the kind of bonds that you're gaining. Um, it really is a decision. I would feel, um, a decision to make because you're going to sign up for eight years now the current contract you're going to sign up for eight years um and you know the the way about it is going to be this but i definitely think having a conversation again if my children wanted to go into the military all four my four children two boys two girls i'm not prejudiced in the idea that girls can't serve my sister was you know that my sister is the reference point so that notion is complete bullshit um and my daughters can do anything that my boys can do, period. You know, I don't think that there's going to be some kind of prejudice. Oh, you can't do that because no, no. If anything, I would love for my daughters to show them up. <laughs> but, um, which they probably could. Because, <laughs> you know, my, my boys are kind of lazy in some respects. So I think that would be, um, that'd be a good time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I, um personally like the idea of uh, having them sit down with my aunt, my sister, their aunt, uh, and just talk about kind of the, the things that would that would happen, right? Like, hey, you're going to get put in situations like this. You're going to be put in situations like this. Are you a person that can adapt? Are you a person that can change? Are you a person that can do X, Y, and Z? I never joined the service. There was an option right after I got out of high school to do it before I went to college, and I had considered it but I didn't consider it very in-depth. You know, I, I felt like my talents were best served not going into the military, not doing excellency. Now, as this part of my life, I'm like, I could have. I could have done, excuse me, an eight-year contract, and at 18, I would have got out at 25 or 26. But the Iraq War, the, Iraq war, the Afghanistan, uh, war, those things are still going on, and they're going strong, too. Obama was just about to get in the presidency and fuck some shit up, so um, we were going to keep fighting for a good long time, and I did not want, I mean, I wasn't scared of combat, 
but I was. I was scared of getting placed into a war zone and, you know, hell, I could have been one of the troops of Benghazi and Hillary just would have left. What difference does it make? I mean, you know, I, I could have been one of those, you know, I would have been one of those soldiers. Um, if I had gone into the air, uh, I got into the army, the, the, the service I would have gone into is the Air Force. They call it the Chair Force. I know my sister has mentioned that, but um, I would have gone to the Air Force. I mean, I just would have. Marines, in my opinion, they're just a whole bunch of assholes. I could have probably, I probably could have um, served in the Marines, to be honest. I was athletic enough. I was smart enough to do it. I just wasn't like an alpha male. Like, I wasn't like an aggressive alpha male. Um, so, you know, take that as it is. And then uh, the Army. I mean, I, I could have gotten into the Army. It's fine. I could have gotten to probably the Navy. Being on a boat for an extensive amount of time. I thought it was a strong swimmer. I still don't think that's, you know, that's my personality. That's the, it's the Air Force for me. That's probably where I would have been. Logistics or something along that line uh, is probably the way, the way it would have turned out. But I would have served, you know, my contract and then been out. Maybe joined the reserves as a, as a part-time thing or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I would gonna do. I, I don't like drinking. I don't drink. So I think that would have been an issue already. Um, you know, I don't do recreational drugs. I don't like pills. Um, some medication and that kind of stuff. I don't think, uh, I don't think I would have been cut out for the military. I'm not saying the military are full of alcoholics and drug abusers or pill poppers or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. <clears throat> but being that I know a lot of people Do okay in boot camp when it comes. 
just the physicality of everything because you're a runner and, and that's that's good um, but you're kind of weak-minded and I was like well that's true you know what I mean because my response was I'm not weak-minded like I'm, I'm not you know no 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 <laughs> Uh, so she had a hundred percent point there. I, I I look back sometimes and I say, what if I would have took the red pill? If I took the blue pill? What if I? What if I had made an effort to join uh, an armed service and my life would have been complete? Would Lynette still be with me? Would she have waited the four years or the eight years or the six years or whatever term it was? You know. But I think. The reason why I chose not to because I, I really did see a life with Lynette. I really did see my life with her as a higher priority than, you know, calling, you know, duty over love or whatever uh, the movies would have you believe. I mean, you know, one, I didn't want to, I did not want to find match. I did not want to see. And really, when you look at it, I don't like shooting I don't like uh, war war games. I like tactician games, like um, like for instance, uh, like in empires where you, you're trying to conquer different territories, like Risk, and uh, and those types of things. But I never got into Call of Duty or Rainbow Six or you know, Halo or something. I just the tactical piece of it is, is very. Um, I, I like it, but at the same time, I don't really like the idea that you're trying to shoot somebody else, and you're trying to, you know, it's just, it just feels a little, uh, you know, it just feels a little, a little rugged, so, you know, I do like the fact that the government would pay a certain amount of time, a certain amount of money after for disabilities and stuff, and that kind of thing, but I don't want to be disabled, like, I mean, you know, it's like, I don't think, I don't think many veterans want to come out of you know, a wartime or even peacetime and having to be disabled from, you know, their time in the service. It's like you're, you're living a physically a lower quality of life, even though they do compensate you for that. Um, the VA, uh, from what I hear, is formal. It needs to be reformed and it needs to actually, it needs to take a, it needs to take less of an account look on things and, and more of like a personal care a look on, on the individual what they went through, what they did, how they can change it, and what they can do for these individuals. So, um, I, I just, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I look, I look at a lot of different things. And again, I'm not bitter about the military. Again, I appreciate everything they do. And when I see these individuals standing up on it, and they tell their stories about, you know, what they did, where they served, what years they did. I mean, a lot of it was from like 1970s, 19. 63, uh, 1954, I mean, you had some individuals that are 60 plus years, uh, you know, out of serving, 50 plus years out of serving, and, uh, they do look in good shape, you can tell their arms swing by side, their hands as they walk up around the stage, they're, they, they, as they were walking, the ones that were in grouped were in sync, and I think that little, little details like that, a lot of people don't notice, but I, I did notice those things, like, as they walked, I think it was five of them in a group, they were swinging in unison, their feet were marching in unison, and I, I think that that's not necessarily planned, I think that's just
sergeant bringing up the rear, uh, the 20-year man bringing up the rear. Um, hats off to that guy. I mean, Jesus, he's, he looks amazing, by the way, too. I mean, I'm not saying he's like, oh, yeah, let's go bodybuild. But he was in the, he was in the service 20 years, drill structure, drill sergeant. Um, you know, he, you could tell he's done things. He said in his intro, he's been to 27 countries. Uh, you know, he's, he's done it all. He's seen it all. Um, he appreciates the, the, the generation before him. I think he said that. That was, I, I didn't get choked up, but I got choked up. Like, I, I it's not like something where I'm like going to sit there and cry, but it's something that I feel pretty emotional about. Like, I, I feel like the younger children, and I go back and think about the times when I was doing veterans programs in Hutchins Elementary, you know, in El Campo, you know, we had like mitts, and they would bus in the St. Phillips kids to have a total presentation of, of uh, armistice, right, you know, red, white, and blue, uh, that makes America, uh, red is the fire in our hearts that makes this country strong, white our hope, our pride, our dreams, our pledge of loyalty, don't remember the blue, <laughs> but um, for anybody who remembers that, like that's we had a, a Veterans Day program and uh, they had a song and three groups would sing it in unison. Oh, blue sky, blue seas, blue skies, our country, and then it was red is the fire in our hearts and makes this country strong. And it was like white our hope, our pride, our dreams, our pledge of loyalty. Um, I think it was blue sky, blue sea for country or something along those lines um, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know it's just one of those things that I, uh, I go back and I think about that and uh, we had little mittens on our hands and when we set our parts we would shoot our hands up in the air so it would make this visual, visual of red white and blue popping every time we would set our parts and we would be opposite of each other um, like the second when you get into the second or third line the next line for the first group would hit it was interesting. I um, I remember those vividly uh, as far as like veterans programs in the past. And at the time, I was just singing the song. It was fun. I had no idea the the appreciation I did not have at that time. Like I was not disrespectful. I was just ignorant um, because I never just disrespected the flag. I wouldn't stand and, and put my heart on my hand. I would always do that. Right? I knew that that's what, you know, I, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You, you followed the instructions, but, you know, there are people that I grew up with that would not stand for the American flag, and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't put their heart, you know, heart on their hand, and, you know, you're baby killers, like the 1970s bullshit rhetoric, and um, there were people that I was pretty friends with, but I never understood why they would be anti-establishment, anti-government, man, it's like, I, I may not be for the war, per se, but I am pro-soldier. I mean, I, I really am. You know, I, I, these people are our neighbors. These people are our teachers. These people are our community. Because when they get out, you know, they they join us um, as a community. They join our community. They join, our, they join us. You know, for a long time, they were the, to, to, uh, <laughs> to steal something from George R. R. Martin. They are the shield that protects the realm of men, right? That's the, <laughs> that is the um, Game of Thrones, Night's Watch kind of pledge. They are uh, the watchers in the dark, the daggers in the night. They are the, the shields that protect the realm of men. 
that is very similar to what our government's uh, military forces. Now, you know, let's not talk about how much we spend compared to all the other countries and how we need bombs to have bombs inside bombs. Like, okay, you know, that's military warfare. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the soldier itself, the person who is actually standing guard against evils or people who would do harm to us on our soil or domestically. That's those individuals that we so I, again, appreciate, um, I appreciate my sister, I appreciate my uncle, I appreciate my grandpa, I appreciate um, my uncles, and my mom's side, I appreciate my grandpa's, um, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's a rare thing to find somebody who, for whatever reason, um, gave up the majority of their freedom and said, hey, piss on this, I'm going to let, you know, the government, which is always known for allocating and being responsible with the resources, um, uh, control an individual. And, uh, I always think of Starship Troopers, too. Uh, the movie Starship Troopers. Now, I read the book, and the book itself is completely different from, um, completely different from the, the movie, the adaptation Gotta keep men on the bounce. Gotta gotta keep them on the bound. You know, gotta keep gotta keep men on the bounce. If you read the book, you know what I mean. But um, essentially, they they train you for six to ten years to fight these terroristic bugs. And again, there's you know there's these bugs are not even in the book, but um, they talk about how you know there's a tragedy in uh, Puerto Rico, San Miguel, whatever it is. And, that, you know, that actually is something that translated into the movie, but the, the main character, Johnny Rico, in the book is, is just a guy. He's, he's a guy who's going through these things. And, uh, they have you try to tap out as many times as, as you can. I mean, quitting uh, the military service is actually preferred. Um, they want only the best and they want only the people that committed. People who are not there, they can go ahead and let them walk. So, anyway, it's interesting. I always think like that the military is structured in that kind of way. Um, you know, authors do take some of the military uh, experiences and they, and they write little pieces of, of, and parts into, into literary works and you can kind of relive some of that. Uh, there's a book called The Things They Carry uh, and it's a retelling of the 1970s, 1960s. I know it sounds great. 
this thing. So yeah, let's do it on uh, you know Argus's day. Why? You know. But uh, but yeah, that's just kind of one of those things. Anyway, it's been drive time. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll catch you down the road.